0: Long story short, our system was able to achieve twenty four percent in top line sales increase, which then led to expanding to sister brands like Eva, New New York City, which achieved a fourteen percent top line sales uplift, and then we recently just launched with Amika in Israel. Right, and the cool part about this whole story is their director of marketing made a bet on working with Offset Automat, was recently promoted to, to a VP, right? So yeah, we we, we kind of like to think that, that we played a, a small role in helping her get there.
1: On this episode of the Rich Ad, Poor Ad Podcast, we have Andreas Lamont from Automat.ai, Andreas is going to unveil for us how Automat is able to add 10% of revenue year after year to their clients' businesses, the importance of zero-party data versus third-party data, and lastly, a new metric on being able to track your return on personalized spend. This is a really informational episode, y'all, so sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. We're back
0: in action with another episode of the Rich Ad, Poor Ad podcast. Today, we have a very special guest. These guys only work with e-com brands spending 10 plus million. I'm sure they work with a couple of others, but that's where they can kind of guarantee those results. Now, this guy I actually met a few years ago at the ManyChat conference, and you know what that is. It's all about conversational AI, and he's still in that world, and they are killing it. So I'm going to hype it up a little bit more, but you know, without further ado, we have Andreas, Lamont, the director of partnerships over at Automatt now these guys spend 100k a month on their own ads you know generating leads so essentially you know convert at the end of the day but they're doing some pretty wicked sweet things that's kind of all about personalization which could boost the AOV and the conversion rate side of things so I mean if you're on the e-com side tune in so Andreas what's up man hey Dylan how's it going man Pretty good. You know, another day in the office, looking at ads and stuff. So it's always nice to <laughs> chat with old friends, especially on the podcast. So, you know, I can't complain there. <laughs> true, true. So, yeah, yeah, so... Give, yeah, give everybody a little backstory, kind of what you're getting into, you know, your background as well as the Automat side of things. Absolutely. So, uh, yeah, first of all, thanks for having me. And uh, a little bit about my backstory. So um, I, I live in Vancouver, Canada. Uh, my name is Andreas Amat. Um, I've been in the advertising e-commerce space for about 6 years now. Uh, primarily managing teams that, that run marketing campaigns. Back when I was at Wishpond as a lead project manager, my team and I managed campaigns for some pretty cool brands that we were lucky to work with. Um, some of these are Lululemon, Disney, ESPN, Reader's Digest, Booking.com, and uh, a few other Fortune 500s. So yeah, pretty cool. Um, also, over the years, I have worked with over 700 e commerce businesses, um, all of it with uh, a very lean, pretty fast paced system running ads and, and lead generation. Fast forward a few years to now, uh, I'm currently the director of partnerships at Automat AI. Uh, and what we do here is we focus on helping fast growing e commerce stores convert more shoppers by learning about their needs, right? Uh, then what we do is we make spot-on recommendations and basically personalize the entire shopping experience using conversational AI. That's yeah. So if I were to go to you know, one of your clients' websites, would I see a different interface, essentially, versus if my girlfriend went there looking at completely different things? Or and is it kind of based off that? Or how does that kind of pan out out of curiosity? Yeah. So, so basically what happens is if you visit for the first time, what we do is, um, we personalize a site based on you answering a few questions. Um, let's say that the banner, once you get in, it says, Hey, Dylan, uh, do you want to know what the perfect skincare routine is for you? You click there and the banner itself automatically changes to a chat system, right? This chat asks you questions about your skincare. Uh, And eventually, recommends you products in real time based on the questions that you answered, right? The cool part is, let's say a product is out of stock, we would never recommend it because we pull in real time, right? So we integrate with your Shopify store and really give you bundles, products, and personalized recommendations. Now, with that being more on the product side of things... With me being a huge data junkie, can y'all actually kind of tag or filter users based off specific how they answer questions and then, you know, have specific campaigns where you can kind of export that saying, hey, here are all the people who love the men's, you know, health side who don't like to, you know, do it that often versus here are the guys who do it every single day. Are you able to kind of group those users to have specific campaigns for them or is it just based off more of what's on the actual kind of the product centric side of things? yeah and that's a great question. Um, this is probably one of the most important things that that our customers love. We are able to gather that data, create segments, and then at the end of the day, we can even give you all this data we can push it into CloudView. we can push it into any database you'd like and it also helps research and development teams to know what products they should focus on more right if product A is getting the most engagement or the most recommendations. Well, maybe for our next line, let's focus on a variation of those products. That's super interesting there. It's all about owning your own data. So I was like, man, if I could take that data and, you know, turn it into different list segments, that's that's freaking sick. So now that we all have an idea of kind of what y'all are getting into over there, let's dive into some super cool success stories, aka our rich ad here. So, you know, we love to kind of dive into the good stuff. So, I mean, what's been y'all's kind of rich at, or, you know, what's been working really good or a really good kind of use case there? Yeah, for sure. So so before I get into that, uh, I'm just going to kind of give you a little bit of a, a summary of what our customers usually see. And this will give you a better idea of rich ad, poor ad, and what are the metrics that we care about. So, um What we do is we usually work with customers that generate something around the lines of 10 million a year, right? Uh, Usually in the health and beauty industry. Um, And then this normally generates a solid 10% in revenue uplift per year, right? So if they generate 10 million, they could see a 1 million in revenue uplift, right? This almost equates to around a 40X in ROI. And uh, now, based on that, the rich ad story Um, so this customer we we work with and we've been with for working with for a while they're called Amika they sell hair products and what they wanted to do is they wanted to deliver a more personalized shopping experience they felt that if they asked their customers about their needs they could help them find the right products for them and help customers buy with confidence that was their goal Right? Now, the challenge here was, this was their biggest marketing expenditure for the year. And we felt, obviously, based on that, a lot of responsibility to deliver great results. Right? Long story short, our system was able to achieve 24% in top-line sales increase, which then led to expanding to sister brands like EVA, New York City, which achieved a 14% top-line sales uplift. And then we recently just launched with Amika in Israel, right? And the cool part about this whole story is their director of marketing who made a bet on working with us at Automat, was recently promoted to, to a VP, right? So yeah, we, we, we kind of like to think that, that we played <laughs> a, a small role in helping her get there. That's freaking sick. So I mean... How long is that kind of process there? Is this something that kind of a switch flips overnight? I know you kind of mentioned, you know, 14% lifts, uh, you know, is that just based, are y'all kind of judging, you know, year after year or are these things that you're kind of taking into quarter by quarter, or even month by month? That is a great question. And to your surprise, it's month by month. So um, usually it takes approximately four to six weeks to set up. Uh, we provide you a full team of data experts and language experts Set everything up for you, right? In four to six weeks, you have this entire system up and running. And you will see results in the first month. Right. That's probably the when when they hired me, when they told me all these metrics and all these numbers, I was like, I gotta see this for myself. Right. I came in and and it was unbelievable. It's unbelievable that you can really now help stores not just spend a ton of money and send traffic to the site, but actually improving the experience of the site, so that it now converts better. What kind of conversion rate lifts have you seen out of curiosity? So usually we see an increase of around 2 to 3%, which is crazy. I know. That's freaking huge. Yeah, I mean, those are pretty quick turnarounds too. I mean, judging it, and I mean, you mentioned AOV and kind of conversion rate. Those go hand-in-hand together for the most part, but they aren't pretty long-term. So, I mean, it seems like once you flip that switch, then you can start seeing how it pans out pretty quick. Now with that specific brand in question, is it kind of a set and forget model or is it require a lot of backend or, you know, optimizations there out of curiosity? So I wouldn't say it's a set and forget, uh, because at the end of the day, every brand has new product launches, right. And has like new stories that they want to take. They want to adapt based on data. So usually we do certain optimizations every month or two months, uh, quick tweaks here and there, but, um, yeah you you get a project manager that works the entire time with you uh, making sure that we do reach those those targets those kpis and and that conversion rate that
1: that we agreed at the start that makes sense so that's a good story this episode is brought to you by funnel dash's ad card the only charge card exclusively for your digital ad spend and if you're an advertiser spending tens of thousands if not hundreds of thousands of dollars a month on ads and you're in e-commerce and you're looking for more capital or credit to scale, then you're probably familiar with solutions like Shopify Capital, Brex, and ClearBank. The problem with these solutions is the cost of capital is expensive. They take a percentage of your revenue. One of the beauties with AdCard, when you combine it with one of our in-network of our 5,000 in-network agency partners, you have the opportunity to qualify for free ad capital funding, where we'll load up your ad card with an additional $50,000 all the way up to a million dollars of additional capital to deploy on platforms like Facebook, Google, Pinterest, Instagram, YouTube, and more. So if that's you, if you're in e-commerce, spending a ton on ads, and you're looking for a way to decrease the cost of, of capital, check out ad card. We'll get back to the show.
0: I want to hear the bad stories now, man. Let's go to the not-so-pretty side of things. So what's your, what's your poor ad here? Tell me a nightmare scenario. Yeah, Dylan, uh, you're going to laugh at this one. But uh, it's using Facebook Messenger chat box. So uh, I, I know that like you and I went to, what, three conferences? I think so. I mean, it's it's been it's been a few years, but yeah, yeah, those those were fun. <laughs> what do you think about Facebook Messenger chatbots? Me, I hate them. I don't. I'm personally, it, but I mean, I'm also not the art of the people who like I would I would want to hit with it. I mm-hmm. just feel like I'm just so bogged down from people trying to sell me products and shit every single day to where it just drives me nuts. So I mean, if you're a normal person, I mean, if you get a message from a relevant brand with a good offer, I mean. That aspect I do like of it, but I mean, the reason I don't even do them anymore is they're just so labor intensive. If Facebook changes a policy, you got to go in and change something else. Typically. So the amount of legwork involved is just something I have no desire to be around for the most part. (laughs) Yeah, no. And and, uh, I completely agree with you. Um, At the start, I believed so much in Facebook messenger chatbots. So I tried everything. Uh, We've tried everything. And when it came to e-commerce space, we were not able to crack the code, right? Just like you, right? We failed miserably and realized customers don't want to interact the brand through a Facebook app, which people don't always trust. Right. And as soon Especially as we shift, trust in the same yeah. sentence, man. <laughs> I know. And it's, and it's been happening more and more over the past years, right? Yeah. And in and, and the moment, Dylan, that we shifted our technology Out of social media and messaging channels, we saw a massive boost in traffic and engagement, right? And our takeaway from this was that consumers don't mind deepening a relationship with a brand as long as it's happening in their own website and not through social media sites, right? They don't mind sharing information with a brand as long as they are getting something useful, like maybe helping you find the right product for them and giving them confidence in buying. Now, with the Messenger kind of being in question, how much do you think you spent on it without much of a return? In Facebook Messenger or... I would say so. So yeah, with, with the, the poor out in question just being just how Facebook Messenger just kind of crashed and burned. I mean, how long did it take for, you know, with, with me, it took me like six months to get out of that funk. But I mean, you were definitely in it a little bit longer than I was just trying to, you know, get those to work, especially on the e-com side. So I'm kind of curious... How much time did you give it? And, you know, even a budget there before, you know, y- y- y'all as an organization were like, hey, we got to move to the site side of things, take them off Facebook, do these trust issues, basically. I would say around a year and six months, which was a lot, right? Um, <laughs> yeah. You get, you, you log into ManyChat and other tools like that. And you're like, this thing has to work, man. It looks so good the UI, UX is beautiful. So even that sucks you in and you're like, this has to work. And yeah, I would say probably around a, a year and six months. Um, when it comes to budget, I, I, I couldn't tell you exactly, but this was our goal. We wanted to use Facebook Messenger, grow a database, and then utilize it in the future. Um, but we learned that, that technology, we learned that, that people not always want to grow a database in Facebook Messenger. And then one day disappears disappears if Facebook decides to close it all for you, right? You want to own that data. When what's happening with iOS and all, all the restrictions that they're happening, you want to hedge your bets, right? You want to make sure that Facebook Messenger decides to block your account. You don't lose all the data you spent your money collecting. Oh yeah. And if, if anybody's had that happen, that's one of the biggest losses because I've definitely had some pages where we lost like 50,000 <laughs> subscribers back in the day and I was just devastated. Mm, <laughs> so, scary, man. I know. Yeah. I mean, that's a great point too. Even on the iOS side, I mean, being able to own your own data is one thing, but when it's on, it's on website activity, I mean, that's, that's a whole nother layer of data versus what you can get with Facebook. So I mean, that's just, yeah. Yeah. So we've been through the good things and so pretty good things. I would say we dive into some sort of financial tip of principles. So this could be personal business related. It could be what y'all are doing at io. So, I mean, what kind of business principles or personal principles do y'all kind of live, you know, live by on the financial side of things. Yeah. So, so there's two main ones uh, that i wanted to tell you about. And, and I think one of them, obviously based on what I'm telling you on this call is, is important. And I think this one is, it's important to, to, ref- to mention it again. It's, personalization right now it's a must do you agree Dylan oh big time right and and if you are going to do personalization do not use third party data to do this right what i mean by that is do not buy email lists right the problem is when you're purchasing a set of consumer data from a third party broker with a goal of better targeting what really ends up happening is the prospect ends up having the discomfort of how mysteriously your brand became aware of their needs, right? And, and this mystery breeds mistrust, right? On the other hand, collecting zero party data, meaning information about the prospect that is shared directly between them and the brand, throws the door wide open for the brand to, to earn the visitor's trust, right? Think about it this way if a friend of yours had a health problem, And you heard about it from another person and the friend who was sick found out they would probably be really upset to learn that you were talking behind their backs about such a personal issue. Whereas if a person came to you and told you about their health issues and you later came back to them to ask how they were doing, that would not be weird. It would likely be perceived as concerned and thoughtful, right? Zero party data is when a consumer tells you, about themselves and then isn't upset when you use that data in a thoughtful way. Is there any kind of pricing difference? Uh you know, of course the third party data, I've used a lot of cool tools like high roast reports, all that kind of cool stuff. And there's always a pretty hefty price tag involved. How would you frame that price tag versus the zero party data essentially? Is it pretty similar or I would probably say it's pretty similar. And and the only benefit is once you own it, when they give it to you, You have way more real information about what they're engaging, what they like, what they don't like. Um, And once again, with everything that is happening with the iOS restrictions, this is even going to get tougher, right? So if they're giving you their own information, well, you can use it in real time. That's a good one, actually. Yeah, that's actually a super good one. And and iOS is just such a good one because, I mean, we had so many podcasts before the iOS days and now it's, It's a hot topic. So, I mean, all these new ones are kind of focusing on that. So it's just killer there. You mentioned you had another point. What's the other one? Yeah. So the other one is a pretty cool metric that, that we created. Um, obviously based on the tools and the systems that we, that, that we run. Uh, this is called ROPS return on personalization spend. Right. So I do strongly believe that DTC sites need to realize how much money they're spending. Trying to get people to their sites when they could be spending money and making the sites better for them and more effective, right? So you've actually built uh, a small calculator that you enter certain metrics and it spits out your potential rocks, right? You really end up knowing, I've invested this much in making my site personalized. How much is my return on that? And yeah, that's what basically every brand wants. Is this forecasted or based off existing metrics? This is a forecast, and it's both based on existing metrics as well. Oh yeah, I, so I guess I meant is this? So I guess th- is this before y'all have the data or after? As kind of like, hey, here are the expectations of what to expect. Here is if that kind of makes sense. Yeah. So so how it works is um, you enter some current metrics that you have at that point in time. For example, number of SKUs, um, current conversion rate how many visitors, um, what is your, how many sales you have per year. And then it spits out a number letting you know, if you add A, B and C, your return on personalization spend will be D. That's super different. That's cool too. You know, we all love some of the good acronyms there and especially return on spend data. But personalization spend, that's super interesting there. That's, That's a tough cookie to crack. So, I mean, y'all are already ahead of the game with that, especially in y'all's realm. So I guess it comes down to it, man. I mean, do y'all have any kind of fun new projects in the works? Is there any way we can kind of support you? You know, what's going up big over there? Yeah. So for now, uh, over the past like six months, we've realized that we are doing very well with, uh, 99% of our clients. So what we've now done, um, We've actually opened up a pretty good offer, um, in, in basically in partnership with with Funnel Dash. Which is uh, anyone that does sign up through through us or books a demo with me after the call, um, you basically sign off for the software, talk to me, and uh, there is no contract. Your first month, you should receive the results that we talked about in our first call. And if you don't, you can just rip off the tool and. And go on your way. So um, yeah, the, the only the only things that 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 are important to consider are these brands need to be making anywhere around f- between above five million dollars per year. Uh, they need to have anywhere around above twenty SKUs. And um, yeah, if they are in the health and beauty industry, it is way more probable that those results are going to be achieved. Uh, but yeah. Give us a lander, man. I will. I will, will. <laughs> send you in the next like day or two. Any Any idea what it's going to be just yet? Uh not yet, not yet. But I'll All right also- well, You heard it first. We'll put it in the show notes. make sure to check it out. We have a custom lander in collab with you know funnelDash there. So if you're you know into FunnelDash and love this kind of stuff, make sure to check this out because it's going to be a killer offer, and it's months a month. It's kind of a, a no-brainer there. Well, Andreas, man, thanks for jumping on. This has been an absolute pleasure. And we'll definitely get you back on you know, shoot towards end of the year, starting next year to kind of see how it's been going. Absolutely. And and Dylan, thank you so much for having me on the show here. And uh yeah, you guys are
1: killing it. I love what you guys are doing. So uh yeah, let's uh let's keep in touch much for listening to another episode of the rich ad poor ed podcast if you're like me and listen to podcasts on the go go ahead and subscribe on apple podcasts spotify youtube and slash podcast and if you absolutely love the show go ahead and leave a review and a comment share with a friend if you do take a copy screenshot of it email me zach at funnel dash.com show me you left a review and i'll give you a free copy of the rich ad poor ed book to learn more about the book go to leave a review, go to richadpoored.com slash review. Thanks again.